Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen. Jenkins alongside with lead analyst and pro wrestling expert Stevie Fly. Stevie, welcome again to the show. What's up, buddy? How you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing good. Doing good. We're coming off a big, big week. Uh, this past Saturday night, the Rage Champion was crowned. And if folks, if you were in attendance, you already know how great of a show it was. And tonight, uh, we are going to have a special guest on uh, the new Rage Champion. We'll interview him live tonight. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Stevie, break the news to him. Well, a lot went on this past Saturday night. A lot of of changes, but uh, Asafi is the new Rage World Heavyweight Champion. He came out on top in the the finals over the pain trade, Preston Quinn. Uh, But a lot, a lot went down in that tournament that night. Uh, You you saw some interesting matchups. I know we talked about that during – during the event, during the event, uh, you know, uh, the second round matchup was pretty was pretty interesting too, and I know we'll talk a little bit more about that later on. Yep, we sure will. And let's talk about before we break down the matches because I really kind of want to break down every match in that tournament because it was I thought, and, and I'll ask you, but my personal opinion was top notch match. Top-notch card, up and down. Definitely, definitely. I mean, we had we had some newcomers that that came out uh, that really impressed us, and uh, you know, top to bottom, there wasn't a bad match on, on especially in the tournament. There wasn't a bad match anywhere in that tournament. Yep, not the entire night. I'll tell you, it was a great night. If you weren't there this past Saturday, November the twelfth, of course, we've already mentioned Asafi was crowned the new. Rage champion, first ever, and and we'll talk, we'll break down the matches. So let's let's start with that. We've got a lot to talk about tonight. Obviously, Asafi will be joining us around the seven thirty time slot. We'll look forward to hearing from him uh, and talking about the Rage Championship and a lot about his career. 
Uh, but let's break down each match because obviously uh, we've got a lot to talk about with Survivor Series coming up as well. So let's right. start with Rage. It's fresh on our minds. And let's go to the first match of the night, the pain train, Preston Quinn, who obviously is a, while he is a heel, is a fan favorite in those parts in Alaska. And uh, a lot of people were excited about seeing him. And, of course, he took on uh, the savage Devin Lopez in the first match. So let's talk a little bit about that match. Did we ever really think that Devin Lopez was going to get it done? Uh, <laughs> I, I did think so, but, you know, you never can tell. Somebody could pull up the upset, but uh, it was it was pretty much pain train all the way on that one. Yeah, I, I, th- I thought so, too. I mean, honestly, um, you know, it, a lot of the first-round matches, you had an underdog uh, going head-to-head with, uh, you know, some sort of Goliath figure, if you will. And, yeah. And, and in that match, it was certainly no exception. I think Devin Lopez weighs 160 pounds to the pain trains 275. It's a pretty big difference there. But, but what did you see but in you that match? You never can count out the little guy. You never can count out the little guy. But it, uh, I think, you know, in that match, I think uh, pain train just just wore him down uh, and, yeah. and and just took him apart. And, and at the end, it was, you know, it was definitely going to be pain train with, with the one, two, three. Right, right. And, and, and I'll ask you this. You know, going on to the next match that we saw uh, that night, which I do believe was Sean Denny. Uh, yeah, I know it was. Yeah, it was Sean Denny and uh, uh, I believe it was Ryan Newsy. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, and, of course, that's the first time we've seen both of those individuals wrestle for Rage right. Wrestling. And Sean Denny uh, won half of the Geordie Bulldogs coming out on top. Uh, let's talk about Newsy for a second. Kind of an interesting character there. Does he have a future in Rage Wrestling? I, I think so. Definitely a different different kind of character than what we, we've been used to seeing in uh, in Rage before, but uh, kind of a, a wide wire, psychotic guy. You know, I, you know, kind of a, a little little bit on the edge, uh, but you know, he, he was pretty good. That was probably the the most competitive match of the first round, in my opinion. Uh, except, well, there was one that was neck and neck, but uh, that was probably the most competitive match of the first round. But definitely, definitely impressed with uh, the Jordy Bulldogs. Even, you know, looking forward to seeing them in Rage as a tag team. You know, I, I can't wait to see that. But I definitely impressed with them on the singles part too. Well, and you know, I, my question is: Are the Jordy Bulldogs are they the next Rage cha- tag team champions? Because I mean, uh, from what I'm hearing and from what I'm seeing. Uh, they've got a lot of chemistry uh, when they work together. Um, they had a lot of chemistry even in the singles bouts. And so to see them come in probably in the January 14th event, I would assume challenge for the title. We don't know that yet, but I would assume they right. would challenge for the title. If not, certainly they'll challenge for it in the near future. I mean, do you see them as the next champs? Uh, yeah, I definitely see them. You know, if they're if they're around, and you know, I definitely see them in the future as a Rage Tag champs. Because you know, like like you said, we didn't even see them as a tag team, but if anything is, it, you know, you see them in the sing, singles matches, if that's to say anything about uh, what it's going to be like with the tag team, it's good, you know, they're, they're going to be out of this world. I, I'm really looking forward to That's one of the things I'm looking forward to in the future about Ray, to seeing them as a tag team. Yeah, absolutely. So the next match, I think, was, oh, boy, 325-pound um, Asafi. Uh, going up against 190 pound, soaking wet, um, IB Legend, uh, and I like I, I like I really liked IB Legend. I don't know what it was, but I liked yeah. his um, 
I liked his I liked his his ability. I liked his talent. I, I really hope we get to see him. In fact, I just heard uh, that he has been confirmed for the January 14th event. Um, so my my what I'm wondering is is you know he's got a, I think he's got a bright future if we ever see any more titles introduced, particularly any lightweight or cruiserweight type titles. Yeah. I would love to see him there. But you got to you got to I mean he was going up against the second biggest guy in the entire tournament the first <laughs> round. That had to be a tough odds. Yeah, it's, it's bad. It's kind of like getting thrown into fire. Uh, your first match is against Asati and, uh, in the tournament. That's, that's really getting thrown into the fire. Uh, and it, it was really, it was, it was almost like he ran into a brick wall. Asati was, was on his game all night, uh, Saturday night. But, and that match, that was probably the most lopsided of the first round, in my opinion. I don't know what you saw, but you're definitely most lopsided in the first round, in my opinion. Well, how about the chops? we got to talk about that. We're going to have oh, to ask Asafi that. I mean, yeah. it, the, he chopped he chopped IB Legend so hard one time, I think you could have heard it in Runic Rapids. Well, you know, I, I actually think uh, uh, Grady across the street, my dad heard, heard one of those chops. But... Uh, <laughs> It was, you know, that that was one thing about all night. Those chops that Sophie lays on guys, uh, just it's a definite uh, a Ric Flair kind of chop. You can hear it. You definitely can tell when a Sophie chops somebody. It's not a, it's not a little peck. It's a come on, wow! It echoed in the whole gym every time he did it. I, I felt it one time. I think the same time you're talking about, it, I felt it myself. Yeah, I mean, my bow tie nearly came off. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah, it, it was wide open. I mean, and and of course, you know, Ivy Legend uh, trying to trying to stick around the tournament, trying to prove himself. Uh, he took a couple more that match, and um, I don't know how his heart didn't. I don't know how his heart didn't stop working. Well, um, I, you know, you've seen you've seen this stuff in the past with, with people that have fought fire, and uh, where it's busted blood vessels in their chest, and and bloods coming to the top of like a blood bruise. But how he if he didn't have one of those Saturday night, I don't know how it wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then of course, the final match of the first round, uh, Benjamin Banks and the other half of the Geordie Bulldogs, Mark Denny. Now, you know, you talk about a guy who draws heat. I really didn't think it could get any better than it did. Um, August the 27th (laughs) until Benjamin Banks came out and he lit the place on fire metaphorically. I mean, he just lit the place on fire. It was as hot right then as it had been the whole night. Now, no disrespect to all the great talent on the Rage roster, but I don't know that I have seen a heel quite like Benjamin Banks. I mean, he is, uh, and and, and the, the trouble, I think, my, my my father, who was at the show, asked. He said, "How how is this guy not like moving up quickly? I mean, because right. he is so good at and he's you know. And then let's just get real here for a second. Benjamin Banks, the man, one of the greatest people you ever want to meet. And I know you got a story to tell too about him. One of the greatest definitely. people you will ever want to meet. Kind hearted, but when it comes to the show, he is as great a heel." as anybody I've ever seen. And literally it got so good. It got so good that I I stood up out of my chair and I was like, this is getting serious. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is really getting serious. These folks are getting 
really getting upset, and he's so good. And, you know, the thing is, I got to think about that thing, and I'm like, you know, you know, the reason that I think that he, um, that you know, Vince McMahon hadn't seen something like that and said, we're gonna, we're gonna bring that, we're gonna bring that guy here, yes. is because they don't let stuff like that happen anymore. No, That's what's no, great about wrestling. You really don't see that anymore, like uh, on a Raw or anything like that. But uh, if you look at the the two events we've had so far, um, you know, say what you want to, but the crowd has really, really got the the key point when the crowd got into the matches is when Benjamin Banks came out. I mean, he was in the first match in the tag team tournament. He got the crowd into it then, and and this, you know, the crowd was was into it, but. It really got into it after after the his match against uh, the Denny and and you know what can you say? The guy is a great heel and and knows how to get a crowd into it, get get the crowd going. But as, as good as a heel he is, you know we have to tell this story. And I know I don't know if you want to tell it if you want me to tell it now or or talk about it later. Would you rather me talk about it later? Go ahead. Okay. Now you know we we interviewed Benjamin uh, on one of the I think it was the second show, and you know he, we talked about how in the event he he was getting so much heat, and one of the guys that got heat was, was my father. Who was, you know, after that, two days later after that, my father was admitted to the hospital, stayed there a month with congestive heart failure. Well, Benjamin made a comment on our podcast that the next event he was going to go over there and have a few words with my father. Well, unbeknownst to me, when I get to the event. Saturday night, I walk across the street to my parents' house and see uh, Benjamin Mankson in there talking to my father and, and meant the world to my father because, you know, he, he lo- anybody that knows my father knows he loves to talk and he loves to joke around. And, and <laughs> he sat down with him for 30 minutes and talked to him. And, you know, my that's a class act right there. That's somebody that's don't, has seen my father one time and, and went over there and just talked to him. It was just as polite. Uh, you know, class at right there, all the way around. You, you know, my hat's off to Benjamin Banks. Yeah, he, he he is a great guy. He is a great guy. I think if he if he's asked to move up in the ranks, uh, he's going to do a fantastic job. Um, no doubt. I mean, he is just he's he is so talented at what he does. Very agile. Um, I, I'll tell you, it's just I really I really like his wrestling ability. I love the money shuffle. Big fan of yeah. the money oh, shuffle. Oh yeah, everybody uh, was talking. There was a lot of there was there was a lot of new faces in the audience that when he did the money shuffle, they they really got a kick out of that. Uh, well, but, and the know, thing and, is, we got the, to see it twice too. So at, well, actually, we got exactly. to see it in two matches. We saw it more than twice, but it was just awesome, and he's so good at it. Oh, definitely. And you know, the thing about it that's going to help him too is he knows his role. He knows he's a heel. He wants the people to boo him. He wants to get the heat with the people. He he, he realizes what he has to do and how to get the crowd involved. That's what's going to help him more than anything. Yep. Yeah, he is, he is a talent. Well, it, it took it, it took a good 15 minutes to get the match started, that first round match, because <laughs> – Yeah, I was, yeah, I was because right he in that was corner just, where he came to, too, so I heard every bit of it. <laughs> and, I mean, he was <laughs> – it got so serious that I was like, I don't know if these people realize uh, that, uh, you know, it's a show here. And um, right. they, 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 I was scared. Um, and <laughs> I was, well, I was give, so I'll good at Benjamin, it. I'll give Benjamin credit. If if he thought at any time that those people would think it was serious, he didn't let up a bit. He, he kept right on with it. If anything, he 
he took it up to another level. And that just got the crowd into it. I mean, uh, once he got in the ring and for his two matches, you know, it, it was great. Uh, yep. That match also included the first time I've seen in wrestling, the mannequin challenge came into play into into that match too. Yeah, that was wow. I mean, <laughs> that, that was that was one of the greatest moments in Rage history. Yeah, I, I, I wish we had video of it uh, for people that didn't see it. But you know, the mannequin challenge did, did didn't play a didn't play a part in the outcome, but you know, a big part of that match that night. Oh, no doubt. And, of course, Benjamin Banks ended up moving on. So then in the second round, we had uh, the pain train, Preston Quinn, coming back out. He takes on Sean Denny. And uh, what are your thoughts about this match? Uh, you know, it was just typical Preston Quinn match. What he talked about with us on our podcast, the first podcast, was find a part of the body and work on it. And he worked on the right arm, worked on the right arm, worked on the right arm, and, and just finally uh, was able to get him. And I mean, you know, you asked, asked Mark Denny about it after it was over with, and, and that arm was still kind of sore when uh, mm-hmm. I saw him backstage afterwards. So, um, typical Preston match. It, it was great. Uh, you know, every, all my picks were looking good at that time. You know, Preston moves on to the finals. Yep. Well, and there was a big following there, I think, uh, with Preston Quinn moving on to the finals. That was probably a good thing that night. Uh, oh, there yeah, was a pain. pain there was an section. official. Yeah, there was an official pain train section. So obviously that uh, you know. <laughs> and I and they was, picked up a, a few new members that night too. I noticed that them signs started to spread. They they multiplied. Actually, my my daughter had found one of those signs and managed to get it get it autographed by Preston after the match. So uh, I guess she is is a member of the pain train section now. <laughs> well, it was definitely a good match. I, I like what Sean Denny was doing that night. Uh, it was a good match. Um, I, I, th- I mean, just you know, actually, I think it was one of the most underrated matches of the night. I it was that a great match. Being, yeah. Yep. It was a great match, but kind of overshadowed a little bit by that second match in the second round, and and, and for obvious reasons, really. Number one, well, that crowd had seen Asafi and Benjamin Banks, um, both of them, before that night uh but more importantly they were both a part of mayhem incorporated which was a faction that really kind of got started on the august 27th event and then here you come november 12th and you've got asafi (laughs) taking on benjamin banks in the second round uh with their with their manager bruce leary pretty much saying all right asafi you're going to lay down and let benjamin banks take this you know and i can understand that viewpoint you know banks had already uh proven himself as a tag champ so um, in the previous event, along with Gluteus Maximus. Uh, and then, of course, so he he tries to go for the gold, and uh, Asafi wasn't having it. What are your thoughts on the match? No. Well, you know, I, and I can't understand that. It, it, as good as Benjamin is uh, with with the tag stuff and prove yourself being a tag team champion, I would think if anything that you want to get Asafi, the, the, the single gold, I mean, one way or another, you know, it looks like Asafi is the strongest singles wrestler to me. But, uh, you know, we talked about it when we did it at, at the intermission. Would one of them lay down for the other? And sure enough, they came out, and that was that was what Benjamin Banks and Bruce Leary thought that Asafi was going to lay down for. But Asafi had none of it, and we kind of saw our first 
our first babyface turn uh, mid-card, mid-tournament for Asafi. Uh, was getting tremendous boos in the first first match, and, and now all of a sudden the crowd's going wild for him in the second match. Yep, yep. And, you know, uh, I'll tell you, that, that was one of my favorite matches of the night. In fact, um, you know, again, with all due respect to the rest of the talent, that was probably my favorite match of the night because – uh, you had, let's see, you had approximately, approximately 755 pounds in yeah. the ring, and it was mm-hmm. only two guys there, might I it add. Was, and, and, and I will tell you this, I watch that ring every time somebody gets one in that match, especially every time somebody gets slammed on that ring. I, I felt sorry for it after the night was over. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you know, the thing, another thing is that, uh, uh, you know, Asafi, I mean, he, he was laying the chops on Benjamin Banks in that match. I mean, we saw the money shuffle that match. We saw, I mean, just, mm-hmm. it, it, it's always a good time. Vince McMahon would have loved it because he's always been an advocate for the big guys. And uh, those two big guys getting in the ring, it was just all around a great match. I really enjoyed that one. And, of course, Asafi went over on top. And then that takes us for, finally, of course, to the championship match. Main event, uh, Asafi and... Uh, pay, the pain train, Preston Quinn. What are your thoughts? I mean, obviously not the clean finish uh, that we thought we oh, might no. see. Um, break it down for us, Stevie. Well, it was it was typical old school finish. I mean, you know, they, they're going back and forth, and fine, you know, Preston gets the advantage, then Asafi would get the advantage, and Preston got the advantage, and, and Asafi came back, and uh, through through Preston in the corner and was going to make a charge and Preston pulls the referee in front of him, knocks the referee out, and you you look and Preston's got brass knuckles, takes a shot at the south, he knocks him out, referee wakes up, gives him the one, two, three, we've got a new champion. But when Preston's arm is raised, the brass knuckles fall to the floor, referee sees it, restarts the match, Asafi hits his finisher, and we've got a new raised champion. So uh, it was an exciting match. It was like I said, it was back and forth a lot. Um, several times there was two and if there's a <clears throat> two and three quarter or two and whatever you want to, as close to a three count as on both sides of it as you could get without it actually mm-hmm. being a three count. Uh, but that kept people on their feet. But uh, you know the ending was was you know. It, and I'll give credit to where credit's due. It was old school winning. I love old school winnings like that. I like it that that way. Uh, I just hate my pick didn't win it. But, you know, Asafi deserves to be the champion. Asafi is the champion. Yep, he is. And, and so my – my question is for you, where do we go from here? Of course, the pain train has tried some dirty tricks every time he's been to a rage event. Uh, yeah, and, uh, we, th- we thought it was going to get over. The pain train section actually walked out after uh, Safi uh, got the pin. Did you see that? I did see I did see a few chairs go up in there, too. I was kind of worried, you know, because I was trying to work security, <laughs> too. I didn't, I didn't want have to have to, you know, show my – show my wrestling expertise right out there just not yet but uh you know yeah they did walk out they were a little upset but you know that that's part of the game there you can't can't win them every time and that'll make you just want to come back for more but uh as far as 
pain train goes, you know, it's kind of got the whole Stone Cold Steve Austin of the Rage world going because he's a guy that really doesn't care if you cheer him or boo him, but he's getting cheered now. So we'll just have to wait and see what the future holds for Preston Quinn. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and of course, the pain train likely uh, not to be at the next event. Um, right. Uh, I think I think that'll be public knowledge. If anybody is following his page, uh, no need to hide that fact because uh, he is headed to Ring of Honor taping January fourteenth. And, and really, that's awesome. That's a testament to who who we have on, who's coming on to the, you know to the show. That's right. And and also while we're on the subject for what we could get. Uh, if you got Ring of Honor Wrestling on your TV in your area on Saturday, I think on Saturday comes on Direct TV. That will be this Saturday will be the debut of Preston Quinn on Ring of Honor Wrestling on TV. So make sure you watch. And let me ask you this, Stevie: um, where what what channel can folks see that on so they can see their favorite Rage stars? On, on I will, if if you give me a, a few minutes, I will find that out while we're yeah. while we're sitting here. Uh, but yeah, if you want to Absol- go ahead, and I'll, I'll look this up while while you're doing it. Yep, absolutely, no problem at all. So, uh, so well, in just a minute, we're going to be joined uh, by the new Rage Champion Asafi, and we'll kind of get to pick his brain a little bit on uh, on the process. You know, obviously, he's the only man who won three matches that night. And, of course, he has had a lot of success uh, elsewhere as well. We'll talk some about his history in the wrestling business, and we'll, uh, we'll hear from him just in, in just a bit, Rage World Champion Asafi. So moving on uh, to the January 14th event, obviously we won't see the pain train there. Uh, I think it would be uh, certainly uh, not – certainly we can safely assume that we will see the Rage Champion Asafi there. Um, who do you see challenging him at the next match? Well, the first person that comes to mind is Benjamin Banks. I mean, yep. uh, you got to look at him because there's going to be some some overlying things with the split with Mayhem, and uh, I would think that that would be you know if Preston's not there, then Benjamin Banks is definitely the number one contender right now. Yep. Yeah, I, I can okay, see that. Uh, before I, while I got it up here, Lance. Five mm-hmm. o'clock on Saturday on uh, his channel twenty two on Direct TV. It's a local channel, so that's one of them. And I know it comes on again. Yeah, later that night on channel thirty three at ten thirty, it'll be on again. So uh, a couple of chances to see see Preston's debut. So we really want to push that because. Uh, Preston's one of one of the original Rage guys and, and the first guy on our podcast. So, you know, we, we look forward to to seeing Preston be a superstar and say we knew him win. Yep, uh, he, and he is going to be a superstar. I mean, he, oh yeah, he, he's going, he's moving up fast, and he's going to keep doing it. And um, I feel pretty good about what we're going to see from 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 the pain train. Obviously, it won't be the January fourteenth. I can see the Benjamin Banks being uh, a contender for obvious reasons. I'm wondering where Gluteus Maximus falls into play here. I mean, are we going to see? Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of a wild card in the whole thing. How does how does Gluteus fit into that? I mean, I would think he would still be with with Mayhem because, for obvious reasons, they they still hold the tag belts. Him and Benjamin Banks hold the tag belts. But uh, we'll 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 see. Uh, I mean, I would definitely think since. The the babyface turn happened because of Benjamin Banks. 
and because of the split, I think that's the obvious number one contender right now. And if there is a championship match on, and I'm sure it will be on the next event, that Benjamin Banks will probably be the, be the challenger that night. And then, of course, the next event is going to feature a battle royal um, to determine the number one contender. Uh, to the world title at the uh, next major event, uh, which will likely be the flagship event for Rage, uh, which will happen in the spring. Um, so the Battle Royal, any any early favorites for uh, who might win that one? It's, it's, you know, you have to go with, with some bigger guys because just for the simple fact, the bigger guys are so hard to get out. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if Banks is in there, I would say he was one of them, you know. Uh, He's probably the biggest guy we've seen in race, definitely the biggest guy we've seen in race so far. Unless unless there's somebody else comes along that's bigger, I would I would definitely say Banks would have to be the favorite there. Uh, yep. But you look at uh, somebody like the Geordie Bulldogs that work good together, uh, they would definitely be one of those could definitely be a number one contender. And you know the question it, it, it lies the same. Uh, how about Gluteus Maximus and what about Timber? You know, is it very is do we see them possibly contending in that battle royal come January? I, I would I would definitely say they could they could be considered. It all depends on who who's going to be in that battle royal. And I know there's still uh, what I'm hearing anywhere from 14 to 16 guys will be in the battle royal, uh, and anybody can win it. You know yourself watching something like the Royal Rumble if a year where or Ray Mysterio wins. We talk about the big guys, but it's possible that a little guy could come out and win this, no doubt about it. But uh, the closer we get to it where we see who, who's actually in this battle royal, then we'll, we'll be able to knock out who, who we think should be the one of the stronger contenders to win that battle royal. Well, and of course, that battle royal will take place to decide who the number one contender is uh, going into the flagship event later in the spring. Uh, but every one of them are going to be vying for the Rage Championship. And, of course, we are joined now live by the first ever Rage Champion, Asafi. Asafi, welcome to the show. How's it going, guys? Uh, good to talk to a few guys tonight. Glad good to, to have good you talk on. to you, buddy. And, of course, you yeah. are the new Rage Champion. Um, you, had to, you had quite the path to get there, not an easy one. I mean, the first match we talked earlier tonight – we thought was one of the more lopsided matches simply because of the your 325 pounds and IB Legends 190 and um, he took some pretty hard chops. We'll talk about that too. But then of course you got the job done against Benjamin Banks and the Pain Train. Not an easy path to the title. How does it feel to be the champion? Um, it feels great. Uh, you know, uh, I needed a couple of days to get myself together. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm back to 100. percent I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's get it on, guys. <laughs> let's uh let's talk about those chops. I mean, those okay. chops. Yeah, definitely a, a big difference between your chops and the chops of the other guys around. Because, like we said, I, there was we thought we could hear your chops thirty miles away. And one of them in that first round match, I think I actually felt myself. What you know, is that something you've really worked on with your chops? Um. Yeah, you could say that. Uh, you know, um, it's nothing wrong with inflicting a little pain, you know, no. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, especially, uh, especially with the guy that I had in the first round, you know, uh, no, no disrespect to him, but, um, 
you know, uh, I thought I had my way with him. And, uh, you definitely you did know, that. You can yeah, say that. You know, but, uh, yeah, you, you can't say that. You know, but, uh, you know, credit to him, too. You know, he's a tough young man. You know, uh, he's moving his way up. And, uh, you know, uh, more respect to him, man. You know, he got in there and uh, he thought he can get the job done. But, you know, just didn't happen that night. No, right. it did not. <laughs> it definitely didn't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I felt, I felt, I was saying earlier, I thought my bow tie was going to come off from the wind yeah. uh, that was created from that chop. It was, it was, it was amazing. But no, I mean, that was one of the hot spots of the night. The crowd was hot for that moment, and really, in all the all the times we saw that all night. Let's let's talk a little bit about your uh, your your time in the business. I mean, how long you been wrestling? How to get started? Tell us about it. Um. Uh... Right now, uh, I'm I'm in my sixth year. Um, I've been uh, I've been around for a while now. You know, uh, up and down through Carolina a lot. Um, also here in Virginia. Um, you know, uh, it, it was always a dream of mine to uh, compete in pro wrestling. Um, you know, I, I I love it. I love the business, uh, and it's it's in my family. So. Yeah, you know, um, to 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 not do it would just be a shame, you know. And uh, you know, um, I, I I think I've hit my stride right now. And uh, you know, uh, anybody that wants to come down to Alaska, North Carolina, and uh, <laughs> take on the Rage Champion is uh, more than welcome. You know, uh, I don't think it's gonna come out in their favor, but uh, you know, all challengers are uh, anybody can come on in. I, big man's ready to roll. Well, Lance, let's let's talk about it. <clears throat> let's talk about the second round match against Benjamin. Mm-hmm. Now, how how shocked were you when you were expected to lay down for Benjamin by both him and your manager Bruce Leary? How shocked were you to to think that they were gonna make you lay down, or not make you, but asking you to lay down for Benjamin? Yeah, I, I, I don't know where uh, where they thought that idea up, but um. Obviously, it didn't work to his favor either. Yeah, you know, right. uh, the the manager, you know, uh, he, he tried to pull a slick one. And uh, I guess him and Banks must have been in the back uh, talking with each other and came up with that because I, I never heard of anything like that. Why would, why would I just lay down for that man? You know, uh, if, if if you want to be the champ, you're going to have to go through me. And uh, that, that, that was the first thing when they put me in this tournament. Uh, I was like, man, I don't, I don't care what I gotta do, I'm gonna become the first race champion. Yes. Well, uh, and, and, another and thing of course, too, you start, uh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Lance, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, and uh, you know, the big thing for me is that in that match, uh, you had, uh, we talked about this a moment ago, you had literally uh, almost 800 pounds in the ring at the same time. So I mean, it was a Vince McMahon yeah. dream to have two big guys like that in a match. And I personally believe, it, you know, no disrespect to anyone else on the card all night, but so far as the, how hot the crowd was for the match, I personally believe that was the best match or one of the best matches of the night by far. Um, and uh, personally, just I'm, I'm a big fan of you and I'm a big fan of Banks and I uh, really enjoyed yeah. uh, seeing the two of you fight. Have you guys had a lot of experience in the ring together before or was this the first time? Because I know that oftentimes you guys uh-huh. are heels and uh, I'm curious if this was uh, one of the first times y'all worked together or what? This is uh, this is probably the third time, I would say, 
that we've uh, crossed paths. And, um, you know, I'm 3-0. So, <laughs> you know, if if, 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 he thinks he, if he thinks he wants another one, you know, hey, man, all you got to do is talk to the man and uh, sign that dotted line, and uh, we can go at it again. But uh, like I said, I, I don't fear no man. And uh, I plan on holding on to that title for a very long time. Okay, let's talk a little bit. I understand that something exciting you've got going on uh, in, the, in the near future. You're getting ready to do a tour overseas. Is that correct? With, with your And that's with your uncle? Yeah, yeah. Me and uh, my uncle's the barbarian. Uh, you know, former WWF, uh, NWA, WCW. Um, we're, we're going to Nigeria, Africa, and that's on uh, December 6th through the 13th. Um, you know, uh, it's my first international tour. Um, I, I can't lie. I, I'm, I'm nervous, but I'm excited at the same time. Right. Uh, uh, the only difference is it's in a different country, but, uh, I, I believe the outcome will still be the same and my hand will be raised in, uh, Nigeria. Right. Okay. That's, and, and like I said, like you said, for those of you that know, the barbarian is, is his uncle. I mean, a lot of the guys that that watched it during my time remember that was he was one of the first guys I remember seeing you know watching watching the NWA shows at eleven thirty at night was a guy coming out there with with face paint on this is before I even saw the road was a guy coming out there with face paint on just looking at him and actually at a live event uh, one of the first guys I saw him just looking at him going wow you know <laughs> that that is a yeah. big dude that is a scary dude right there and. And you know yeah. he, he was around for a long, still around going, but you know, you know the, the legendary few with the powers of pain and the Road Warriors and the NWA, you know, just great mm-hmm. stuff there that he was involved in. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, he's still uh, he's still he's still hitting the road. He, he he's uh, he he's still in great shape. Um, and a lot of the guys still fear him. You know, uh, what he's done over this long period of time is uh it's beyond crazy you know uh the the he he's taught me so much you know um right I, i'm on, i'm on the road with him quite a bit you know i would say probably two to three times a month i see him and you know either we're tag teaming together or we're on we're riding in the car together and uh just to get the knowledge out of him that uh the normal guy really can't get it's, I mean, it, it just, it's, it's, it's amazing, you know. Uh, any time of the night, I, I could be sitting here, uh, for instance, I, I sitting here watching the WWE Network, watching some of his old matches. Right. And, uh, you know, just taking some things that I've seen him do 20 years ago and try to incorporate it into what I do. And just to be able to call him and say, hey, man, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, it's, it's good. It's good for me. You know, um, and you know, hopefully, you know, if things go right, maybe, uh, maybe one day he'll be uh, walking in Alaska, North Carolina. You never know. That would be a great thing. <laughs> that would definitely be a great thing uh, to see somebody yeah. like the barber and walk through the door. But you know, while we're talking, you know, all right, let, let me ask you this: We asked, and I mean, I know you team, you team with your uncle before. We do ask this to get to put a guest on a podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. You could. Besides him, anybody that you've watched over the years that you could team with, who would it, who would it be? Oh man, good question. Oh man, hmm. 
Active, active, is still active wrestling. Oh yeah, I mean or, it, it could be it could be still active or not active. I mean somebody that um, you, you just think if, you. If you I know, had my you, choice, I, I would I would have loved the team with beautiful Bobby Eaton. Uh, you know I I love I love tag team wrestling, and uh, you know it's it's kind of a lost art, you know. Uh, but um, you know uh, back in the eighties and uh, you know especially when I was growing up, man, tag team wrestling was on fire. You know, and um, nowadays, you know, it, it, it's fall off a little bit, but you know, it, it's on the rise again. You know, there's there's a lot of good tag teams in the world today, not not just up top in WWE. You know, on the independent circuit, you know, right. there, there's a lot of good tag teams out there, and uh, that that's that's a relief. It, it's good to see that tag team wrestling is uh is it, it's an art form. It's 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 a total opposite of of single wrestling uh, i mean it, it takes a lot to be a tag wrestler and uh, uh speaking of tag wrestling you know we have a great tag team in uh in in uh rage right now you know yeah, the jordy bulldogs i mean the jordy bulldogs are up and down the east coast all the time uh, they're currently the aml uh tag team champions big promotion down there um you know i mean those guys those guys are are at the top of their game when it comes to tag wrestling here on the East Coast. Uh, so, you know, uh I, I love tag wrestling, but right now I'm the race champion. So uh That's right. you know, tag wrestling tag wrestling can sit on the uh on the back burner for right now because uh I'm I'm ready for any any challenge they have for me. Um I just wanna thank the fans too, you know, uh you know, I, I really appreciate the fans there in Alaska, North Carolina. It's a good crowd and uh it's also for a good cause down there, you know, so you know, uh, I, I I hope I'm around for a while. I plan on holding on to that title for a long time. And uh, as long as those fans are cheering me on, man, I don't see uh, no reason why uh, the big man's going to lose anytime soon. Well, that, well, was, that was one thing. That was one thing that that night. I, I mean, you went from from the first round from a lot of booze to probably the the biggest crowd response as far as cheers that we that we've had out there. Uh, yeah. So far, I mean, they they really took to you in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. You know, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, I I, I might have been in a in a in a in a certain situation with a with a bad manager and a uh, a couple bad dudes on the other side, but now you know, uh, looks like I've seen the light and uh, with, with the power of the fans down there. You know, and and the Lord above, man, I, I don't see no reason why uh, there's no stopping me no time soon. Yeah. Well, we'll certainly see, and I mean, and, and you, I would love to see you hold on to that belt a long time, uh, but there's certainly going to be some folks gunning for you. There's no doubt about that. And, and I'll ask, and I'll ask you this: you know, you, you we talked a lot about your success in Rage Wrestling. Let's talk a little bit about your success elsewhere. Have you won titles elsewhere, or what are some of your accomplishments that you've achieved? In other promotions, um, yeah, you know, I, I've won titles elsewhere uh, in in my local area, uh, Southside Pro Wrestling, uh, SPW. Um, I was the North American Heavyweight Champion there. Um, I'm two-time uh, SPW uh, Tag Team Champion um, with my partner Diamond Victor Griff uh, down in uh, where is it? Uh, down there in Shockwave, uh, down there in Havelock, North Carolina. Um, I'm two-time uh, Shockwave uh, tag team champion. 
uh, go figure. My partner was Benjamin Banks, but uh, I guess after uh, <laughs> what he pulled, what he pulled over here uh, last weekend, it looks like that uh, relationship is uh, done with. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I've held titles in uh, numerous places, and uh, you know, uh, currently, uh, Rage is number one on the list, and uh, I plan on making the, the fans proud there. Uh, make them. Uh, Make them happy, man, and uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm going to try to be the best champion I can be. Well, and, of course, certainly I, I don't doubt that one bit, and, and I will tell you that uh, you have quite the fan following now, a lot of buzz in Lasker area right now about <clears throat> Asafi that wasn't there when he was on the other side of things with Mayhem Incorporated. But, you know, you saw the light, so we're going to give you some credit where credit's due, and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh you are the champ, so we have all the respect in the world for you. And my question for you is, uh, if if you had, we talked a little bit about who you like to tag to, t- to, you know, to tag team with at some point, but if you have a dream match against anybody, and we always ask this question, I think, Stevie, but if you have yeah, a dream did. match against anybody, uh, a young, uh, old, uh, active, not active, uh, have you ever thought about who that might be? Yes, and um, it, it's it's been it's been a uh, it's been a thing I've thought about since I was a little boy because uh, I I always I always liked what he did and uh, it's uh, the enforcer Arn Anderson. Oh, you know, uh, so you just I, you, I you always, just named two of my favorites right now, Bobby and Arn Anderson. I mean that's that's two of my favorites right there. So I'm right there with you. Yeah, I I I, I was a real real big fan of Arn Anderson. Uh, I just like the way I, lo- I love the way they attacked the body, you know, even when he was a tag team wrestler, you know, he broke down a body part, you know, uh, and, and made the guy, it made the guy feel the pain, you know, and, and, and that's, that's, that's the way I am, you know, uh, I'm going to beat you down and I'm going to stalk you and I'm going to, I'm going to wear you down. And, uh, when I'm ready, I'll hit you with this boot and, and it's going to be night night. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it was some night-night moments for some folks over at Rage Wrestling this past Saturday when they got hit with the boot. It had definitely been a night-night uh-huh. moment for me. There's no doubt about uh-huh. that. So, um, Steve, I think you had a question. Sorry. No, you go ahead. I, I'm good. So, Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson and Asafi. What yeah. a match that would be. You know, I, yeah. with a guy your size, I mean, I I kind of see some, and I don't, I don't think it's intentional, but I kind of saw some hints of The Undertaker the other night, uh, and I liked it. I, I've always been a big fan of The Undertaker, but um, have you ever – is there anybody you feel like has influenced you more than anyone else? Um, well, the number one the, the number one influence is my uncle, for sure. Right. Uh, I, I've seen him – I've seen him do so much. I mean, uh, growing up growing up in New York City, um, you know, I grew up in Queens, New York, and uh, I remember my father at, 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 a, at my young age would bring me to the garden. And at the time we'd watch him in Warlord. And then when we moved here to Norfolk, Virginia, you know, he used to bring me to the scope all the time. It was either the scope or the Hampton Coliseum. And at that time he was in WCW with uh, Ming. And, wow. uh, you know, I mean, they, they were some bad, they were some bad dudes, you yeah. know, and, That's definitely uh, two of the toughest guys that ever that ever laced up the boots right there. It's Ming and, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean Ming. Oh man, and I still to this day when I see him, I 
I saw him maybe maybe three months ago. We did a we did a show down in um, I, I forgot where it was. It was somewhere down west part of North Carolina, and uh, it was Ming and Barbarian Faces of Fear. And I was like, man, it, it took me back to 1996, you know. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I was like, man, I was just in awe. I was I was still terrified of him. I'm a grown I'm a grown man now. <laughs> you know, it's just like I was like, man, when you when you see him and I mean you hear the stories about both of them. And it's just like uh, even even when it comes to the the legends and the, and the way they they approach them, you know, you can tell that they were like, yeah, man, these guys are legit. These guys were bad, you know. And if you crossed them, you were gonna feel the wrath, you know. And uh, you know, that's 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 I, I I'm I'm a real real big fan of my uncle's work, you know. And uh, you know, hopefully one day he gets his due and uh, gets into the Hall of Fame. I would love to see that. You know, uh, but uh, as of right now, he's still running up and down all over the country doing his thing, and uh, more power to him, man. You know, the guy's in phenomenal shape, and, uh, you know, he, he's putting on matches three, four times a week. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a blessing that he's still here for for the fans, and he's still here for me to get the information from. And, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, – you know, I might uh, have to put a little bug in his ear and tell him to come on down one uh, one weekend yeah. and uh, see what we can get popping in uh, at Rage. Well, that, that that would be great. I think one of the most impressive things he, he ever did the, the diving headbutt off the top turnbuckle. I mean, that yeah, from a three hundred three hundred twenty pound guy flying off the top rope with flying headbutt. And Man, and, and, you like, know, and I impressive. know you do. You do the boot, and he had the big boot too. I mean, that, mm-hmm. I can definitely see that in you coming. Yeah, that, that that boot he had was, was killer, definitely. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 where I got it from. You know, uh, I've been watching him do it my whole life. You know, and uh, that that was the first thing I asked him. I said, you know what? I said the first thing I want to do is learn how to get that boot down because. Uh, you know, when you can take a guy's head off like that, there ain't too many guys around that are kicking out of that. Not at all. So, Asafi, are you? I mean, obviously, you've got the Raid show coming up uh, in January. Look forward to seeing you back. Uh, my question mm-hmm. for you is, what else do you have coming up uh, in other shows, other promotions that that folks can check you out at? Um, right now, this weekend, I'm off. Uh, you know, I had a, I had four matches in. in in two days last weekend, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I did the three matches that night uh, for Rage, and then uh, I was on the road eight o'clock in the morning the next day to head out to Burlington, North Carolina, and uh, you know I put on a show there that night, and uh, you know now I'm off this week, but next weekend, uh, you know, matter of fact, next Friday and next Saturday you can catch me in uh, Winston Salem, North Carolina, for uh, WrestleCade. Um, yeah, Russell you know, Kate. it's a big Russell thing. Russell Cade is, is a big deal, you know, and uh, for the fans out there, uh, if you're listening, uh, you don't want to miss out on this. You know, it, it, it's a once in a lifetime thing. This is uh, this is the last Russell Cade, to my knowledge. Um, yep. All the legends, all the Hall of Famers, NWA, Ring of Honor, uh, WWE, WCW legends. They're all over the place. There's uh, over 100 big-name talent there, plus the independent talent from around the country. Um, you know, they put on a good show every year. 
And uh, it's in Winston-Salem, North Carolina at the Benton Convention Center. Um, that's on Friday, Saturday. And then Sunday is the uh, Women's Showcase. So uh, all the top women talent in the country and some from around the world will be there performing. Uh, it's a big thing, man. You know, day after Thanksgiving, everybody's full. Come on out and watch some good pro wrestling, man. I'm telling you, you won't, you won't regret it. It's a good thing. That's WrestleCade 5, and I think you're right. I've heard it's the last one, and it's coming up, uh, you said, this weekend. No, next weekend. Uh, next, weekend. Next, next Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Thank yeah, you. So about a week away now. Yeah, one week away. Well, it's going to be right. a big time, and you're right. Big names are going to be there, folks. You want to see a soccer, <laughs> you can get your tickets at WrestleCade.com, uh, and he will be there that weekend. So, and it sounds like you got quite a bit coming up. But, Stevie, I think you had another question. No, no. I was just going to say, you know, Russell K, definitely something you do not want to miss. I would love to be able to go that weekend. <laughs> yeah. Russell K, man, uh, man, it's 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 awesome. You know, uh, I mean, just to name a few guys off the, the top of my head, I, I mean, I, I don't know all hundred of them. But, uh, you know, I mean, Sting and Ric Flair alone, is worth the price that of right, admission. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that's worth the price of admission. I mean, you got Sting, you got Flair, you got Scott Hall, you got Kevin Nash, you got you got Ron Simmons, Ted DiBiase, you know. I mean, you got all these guys that are, that are there. And, uh, you know, anything you've ever wanted signed, come on down, man. Those guys, they're going to be there all day, all weekend long. Uh, just come on out, man. It's a good, It's a good time, I'm telling you. It's a good time for the fans, and it's also a good time for the wrestlers uh, around the country. You know, it's it's a big event. You know, and uh, if you if you don't hurry up right now, uh, the last time I heard, they were officially sold out. So, but they released certain tickets. There's a little limited amount of tickets left over. You know, the convention center opened up a little bit more uh, area. So, you know, if you want to get your tickets, you better get them now because I'm telling you. you it's going to sell out. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised right now if it sold out again. Every year they sell this thing out, and it's a big deal, man. And it looks like it's going to be a big time. And, of course, Asafi will be there that night. Asafi, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, folks, the Rage Champion of the World, Asafi, with us live tonight. And, Asafi, uh, any final words for your, comp- your uh, potential opponents for January? Hey, all I can say is the Tongan Giants, the Rage Heavyweight Champion, and anybody wants to walk into Alaska, North Carolina, you're going to find out just like the previous three found out last Saturday, it ain't going to happen. So uh, anybody that wants to come on down, you know who to get in contact with. Just sign your name on that dotted line. I'm going to put my boot through your face and then hit that one, two, three, and I'm going to walk out still the Rage Heavyweight Champion. There it is, folks, loud and clear. If you hear him, folks, the Rage talent on alert as Asafi is the new Rage champion. Asafi, thanks for joining us tonight. We certainly do appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you very much. See you January 14th, all right? All right. We'll see you you. there. All right. Bye-bye. And that's Asafi, the Rage champion of the world, joining us tonight, the nephew of the Barbarian, and certainly a promising future ahead uh, for his wrestling career. What do you think? I mean, Stevie, you think uh, Asafi's going to hold the title belt as long as he thinks he is? 
I think so. I mean, you, you look at uh, you look at the crowd sport he got. He talked about that as long as the crowd's with him, and uh, he thinks he can have, hold on to it. But you know, there's a lot of guys out there that would love to have that belt. You know, Benjamin Banks is one that you know he'd love to get revenge on him uh, as whenever they they decide to do it. But uh, you know, right now, I don't. I, I you know, on the roster, you got Preston Quinn. You've got a Benjamin Banks, you got Gluteus, you you got the Denny's, the Jordy Bulldogs. You know, you you've got some guys that could contend for the belt, but can they can they unseat Asafi? That's just a that's gonna be a tough tough road to, to to go on as far as any challenges for that Rage World Heavyweight Championship. It certainly will be. Well folks, Asafi is the Rage champion and he's heading in January fourteenth big event as the champ and uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens from there so let's let's transition now uh to uh, the exciting event coming up this weekend and that is wwe's survivor series the 30th annual mm. uh live from toronto canada and of course uh, a big card on hand no doubt about that we'll start with the cruiserweight division the brian kendrick taking on kalisto and if kalisto wins SmackDown gets the entire cruiserweight division. Is Kendrick going to get the job done, or is the cruiserweight division headed to SmackDown? It it sounds to me, and I mean I may be wrong with, because they're making such a big deal. And unless they're just trying to get a lot of added interest to the cruiserweight division, uh, it sounds like they'll be going to SmackDown because they just keep harping on it, harping on it, uh, but. You know, it it could be just trying to get added interest because, you know, Brian Kendrick is is a good cruiserweight. I just haven't it the cruiserweight division hasn't got me into it like it did before. I, I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's you know, I coming from when it was a Ray Mysterio or Dean Malenko, you know, around that era when the cruiserweights really started. Uh, I, I just nobody's really stuck out to me like well you know even even the per the Perkins T J Perkins hasn't stuck out to me like uh, of Mysterio or Malenko uh, they need something something big I don't I don't know what somebody they need a, a really good character of that to really make that cruiserweight division uh, stick out I mean and I just don't see it right now. Well, I agree. I mean, the cruiserweight, it's been fun to see the cruiserweight division back. There's no doubt about that. But Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, but, but, you know, the cruiserweight division really has never been what it once was. And, and, and Asafi kind of alluded to it tonight with the tag division. He's like, you know, there's some great tag teams now. And he's right. There are some great tag teams now. But I would argue that the tag team division is significantly better in the independent circuit than it is on the WWE level today no doubt. i'm curious no doubt, if, yeah no doubt i mean because he he's right there are some great tag teams out there i would i would put teams like the geordie bulldogs up against anybody in wwe for excitement because the tag team division just lacks excitement right now and it has for a long time is the cruiserweight division something they can truly resurrect stevie that I means to its old form you know, and, and there was a lot. Of, there's been a lot of talk over the last year or so about possibly bringing Mysterio back. Uh, you know, that right now would be the be the big thing. And, and everybody will say, "Well, Mysterio's been around a long time. What would Mysterio bring?" 
you know, Mysterio will bring a lot. I mean, Mysterio has still got it. Uh, if you bring a guy in, in like a Mysterio, you would definitely resurrect the Cruiserweight division. It would definitely, you know, you got name recognition. Uh, you know, some of these people now are, are Brian Kendrick. His name is, is not really something that sticks out like a Ray Mysterio. It just just doesn't work that way. But if you bring somebody in like a Mysterio, that would probably be able you would probably be able to resurrect that cruiserweight division. Until then, no. I mean, unless they do something like that, I don't see it happening. Yeah, well, and, and I don't either. But you know, it would add a lot of credibility. There's two arguments to this. You bring in a guy like Ray Mysterio, and and some and critics will say, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, he was fighting for the WWE. Um, he, I mean, he was a competitor against the likes of people like The Undertaker for the World Heavyweight right. uh, Championship on SmackDown some time ago. And then for him to come to the Cruiserweight division, is, is that a step down? That would be the critics' uh, argument. But then, you know, you've got the argument that, well, Rey Mysterio is, in fact, Cruiserweight, and he would bring a lot of credibility to, to, to the division. What, what is your take on it? Which do you think would be the case? Well, I mean, yeah, I could definitely see both sides of that argument, but you bring a guy in like Mysterio to the cruiser, and you look at a place like a, a, a Lucha Underground that's having a lot, you know, you got some cruiserweights there. Uh, if Mysterio's over there on, in the cruiserweight division, WWE, you'll probably have, have some, some of the guys from Lucha Underground come over, and that'll make a big difference. You know, you really boost the tag division. That's pretty much what happened when the cruiserweight division started in WCW. Mysterio comes, and then uh, he's joined by you know you had uh, guys like uh, God, I can't even think Psychosis. You know you had a uh, Juventud yeah. Guerrero. You had Malenko. You had you know even Jericho started out with cruiserweight. Um, mm-hmm. You know you really you know you get one up there and you really start. It's like a domino effect, you know. People are saying, "Well, I want to go to ten foot cruiserweight belt because Mysterio is there." Uh, you, you know, that would be. There's two sides to argument, I, and I see both sides of that. When Mysterio has been a world heavyweight champion in WWE before, but you know, if you really want to boost that cruiserweight division, you're gonna have to find a name, or a well-known name, whether it's somebody that's been in WWE before. Or, or somebody that that's really big on the independence right now. I mean, what they've got there now is is not working. No, I would agree. Well, it'll be interesting to see. Perhaps a transition to SmackDown will do something for the cruiserweight division. But how about uh, the new Intercontinental Champion, the Miz, mm-hmm. um, and he'll be taking on Sami Zayn this upcoming. Sunday night. Uh, does the Miz drop the title that quickly? I really didn't understand dropping, you know, having Ziggler drop the belt on SmackDown. I mean, I know it was a 900 episode. Usually, you don't you don't really see that. Uh, but I, I don't see him dropping it this this quick. I, I mean, not not in less than a week. I mean, stranger things happen, but I really don't see him dropping it. And and you know. Sami Zayn is really on a hot streak right now, but I think the Miz is going to retain the title on Sunday night. Yep. Well, I think I've got the same feeling that the Miz. I don't see the point in 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 why you would, uh, you know, want to to do that. I, I just don't see that. But nonetheless, I mean, and then you've got the traditional. Oh, sorry. 
Go ahead. Yeah, changing the title twice in, in less than a week, I, I really don't. Uh, I, I don't think that's what they really want to do. Well, and of course, uh, you've got the traditional Survivor Series uh, elimination matches, and starting with the ta- the elimination tag team match, um, quite a slew of people in this one. Uh, it's right. a ten on ten traditional uh, tag team Survivor Series elimination match. What in the world do you see happening with this big debacle? <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be a big cluster. That's all I got to say. I, but you know what? I'm so glad to see, you know, the traditional Survivor Series matches coming coming back into play. Yeah. That was one of my, you know, when Survivor Series started back in, I believe it was 87, that was one of my favorite things was to see, you know, especially the tag team matches when you had so many guys on the ringside. But to, to see the stories, that, there was some big stories that came out, especially out of the tag division. You know, you had... Uh, actually, you had demolition was managed by Mr. Fuji, and they were one of the last ones in the ring that night. But Fuji ended up turning on them and ended up with the Powers of Pain, the Ball Bearing, and Warlord that before they left that night. So you know, a lot of big things happened during during matches like that. Uh, you know, they've been playing it a lot on both SmackDown and well, more on Raw than SmackDown about who can trust who as far as partners go. Uh, I know Enzo and Cass with uh, Gallows and Anderson, that was one of the things they, they talked about on Raw, and they kind of, can can they trust each other? And, uh, you know, we'll see. It should be a very interesting match as far as tag team goes. Uh, you got, like I said, you got New Day, you got Gallows and Anderson, you got uh, Enzo and Cass, and, and I, you know, I don't know who the other, who was the other tag team. Do you remember? Yeah, I was just, you know, I, I just had that up, actually. Let's see. Of course, you got, yeah, you said the New Day. New um, Day. You've got Heath Slater and Rhino. Um, yeah, they're on SmackDown. Yep, that's right. Uh, American Alpha, the Usos. The Usos. Um, yep, uh, Sheamus and Cesaro will be in the match, yeah. Yeah, Sheamus and, see, there, you know, it's, it's the, Raw, the Raw tag team part is kind of the dysfunctional group of it because, Nobody, you know, even when you look at Cesaro, Sheamus, they they don't act like they want to be with, be even tagging with each other, and then the other ones can't trust each other. But SmackDown, watching them the other night, uh, kind of looked like they were they were more as far as working together. They worked better together than the Raw tag teams did. So who's your pick? Do you see Team SmackDown winning this, or do you see Team Raw winning the tag? And so this is, this is where the big swerve will come. They'll they'll make you think, well, these guys from Raw don't know how to work with each other. The, I guarantee you, the team, the tag teams, the Raw tag teams will win that. Too strong. Well, there's too many strong tag teams in there right now. There are definitely a lot stronger names. In the tag title, in the tag match, and I'm going to go with SmackDown here. I'm going to go with SmackDown because I I don't see SmackDown as favorable as the night moves on. Uh, so you've got Raw, I got SmackDown. We'll see what happens right. uh, as we move on. And then of course you've got the Team Raw versus Team SmackDown live uh, uh, five. Excuse me, uh, yeah, in, in a five on five traditional Survivor Series women's elimination match. Yeah. Um, the Charlotte lead Team Raw to victory. You know, I think we're SmackDown to pull the upset here. Right? You know, there's definitely you, know, you look at it, you got Charlotte, 
you've got Bailey, uh, you've got Sasha, uh, Nia, Jax, Alicia Fox. How did they get beat? Well, you know, another another case of of, of teams teammates not working together, not wanting to work. I think you're going to end up seeing, especially between Sasha and Charlotte, there's going to be some kind of double cross in that match. And I, I mean, probably Charlotte's going to be the one doing it, but I think that's going to end up causing causing in the match in the in the end. Right. Well, and I'm, I'm going to go – you've got SmackDown here, and I'm going to say the same thing. I think SmackDown wins this match. And um, I think it uh, – you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how kind of where it goes from here. It's always interesting when people who team up with a uh, person who is essentially the champion, and then the next night they're all after each other again uh, exactly. because Survivor Series. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Well, you know, they're, they're going to set up something – in each one of these matches where, you know, people are going to go after each other because it's all going to be over and they will have to set something up for the, the following week. So a lot of a lot of stories are going to be started for, uh, this night on Survivor Series 2. And then, of course, you have the uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown 5-on-5 five five traditional Survivor Series men's elimination match. And my question for you is, what in the world happens here? <laughs> It should be crazy, you know. One of one of the things I I was kind of kind of confused by, and I don't know if this was a plan all along or if it was uh, you know something legitimately happened to to Baron Corbin, but putting a guy like Shane McMahon in in the match that that was kind of threw me off for a little little bit. But uh, Shane definitely can can hold his own. I've seen the other night when there was a confrontation with with the Raw in the SmackDown TV. Uh, Clothesline over the top right on, on of all people, Braun Strowman. But you got to look at what what Raw has. I mean, Raw has you got the definite size advantage. You got Roman Reigns. You've got a uh, uh, Braun Strowman. I know the guys like that. I mean, whew, I just don't see SmackDown being able to to overcome that size advantage. I do not either. I have to agree with you. I think that Team Raw wins this. I don't know how, uh, but I, I definitely see Team Raw winning this. And my theory is The Undertaker comes out two nights ago and practically threatens Team SmackDown that, hey, if you don't get this done, I'm coming after you. I don't see how it would make any sense at this point for them not to lose um, because otherwise that was pointless. Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, and I, I, I'm not sure. You know, we talked about it before. This whole, this whole Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt thing. You know, being a part of the Wyatts really doesn't fit. Uh, do you see Randy Orton finally come out and and take out Bray Wyatt? You know, these. He talked about how he plays head games with people and. This could be the night that Randy Orton finally just says, you know, this is where I'm going to play one of my games with Bray Wyatt and hit him with the RKO. Could that happen? I don't know. That's a long shot. But, you know, you kind of have to think outside the box on some of these things, especially on one of their biggest pay-per-views of the year. Yeah, and I I do think that there's going to be some just pure chaos on Team SmackDown. You look at – uh, yeah, Dean Ambrose and AJ Styles. Uh, the, the 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 
the tension that has been there for some time. You look at Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton and how that's just looking to turn at any minute. And I know there's some tension on the Raw side as well, but I don't really think it's comparable to, uh, in my opinion, to to how, how quickly the Team SmackDown could blow up. And my question is, you know, assuming Team SmackDown loses, that sounds like we're both picking mm-hmm. that to happen. You know, where does the Undertaker come in from there? Oh, who, you know, does the Undertaker, who does he go out to first? I mean, who do you see the Undertaker getting into a program with? Uh, Bray Wyatt? I mean, we've done that before. Uh, what I see, you know, if Orton doesn't, turn on Wyatt, uh, I see maybe the Undertaker and Kane teaming up to face Orton and Wyatt. Uh, you know, that, that that was actually, that was the dark, one of the dark matches after SmackDown went off the air the last Tuesday night. They actually teamed up. And I always hate these dark matches. You know, when they talk about these dark matches after one over, because it's such a good match that you see. And I know it's a bonus to the crowd that's there. But, you know, come on, throw us a little bone here, the ones that are sitting at home, because we'd love to see that. You know, Undertaker and Kane back together again. That that And that will probably be something that you, that you do see when under Because it sounds like, from the speech you gave the other night, that, you know, this isn't going to be just me coming back at WrestleMania. WrestleMania will no longer define me. I'll be here for a while. I know, you know, I'm coming after you. If you lose, I'm coming after you. So, you know, who does he start with? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. I personally believe, and, I, and there's some rumors swirling around, that AJ Styles is the early favorite for his target. And I understand that there's a possibility that two of them could fight uh, at the Royal Rumble uh, in an effort to sell, sell out the Alamo Dome. Now, not, my question to you is, uh, is that a dream match or what? Definitely a dream match. I mean, I, there's a lot of talk about, uh, and there's two things that that I've, I'm hearing a lot of. And one thing you will you will definitely love because if we're still you're still holding out hope for that match at WrestleMania, and I'm hearing a lot about, and we talked about the the whole Goldberg Lesnar, which we had talked about that match coming up Sunday. Uh, we talked about. One of the things we said was outside interference. Uh, a lot of talk about the Undertaker making an appearance in that match and costing someone the match. And will it be a Goldberg? Uh, definitely could be. I don't think one of the things they said that Undertaker was going to do right away was going to set up who his opponent for WrestleMania would be. And could it be, like Lance Jenkins said, Undertaker versus Goldberg at WrestleMania. It's a definite possibility. I think it's, you know, if he gets involved in that match, I definitely think it's a possibility. Uh, Another thing, too, that I'm hearing, uh, a lot of talk about turning AJ back babyface. WWE couldn't be more happy with, with, with him right now as far as heel because his merchandise is still selling. He's in the top five merchandise sales as a heel, uh, but he's actually 
running out of, and, and you know it would make sense with the Undertaker come in to to have him have a match with him because he's running out of baby faces to, to get into you. Uh, so you know turning him baby face and having some heel programs might be a good thing for him. But uh, you know that that's two of the two of the big things I'm hearing right now is is that and uh, also hearing the. You know, one of the guys that's kind of got left out of the picture right now that you, you know, kind of you didn't see him last week. You saw him the week before, but he was getting jackhammered. It's Rusev. A lot of talk here lately about Rusev going babyface, which I don't see. I, I don't see how that would work. But you know, strangest things have happened, and uh, you know, we could be talking about it a month from now, and Rusev's getting more cheers than AJ. Well, then. Definitely AJ Styles, but Bruce has get more cheers than, than John Cena. I don't think that'll happen, but uh, who knows? Well, and, and, and that takes us to uh, the last match I expect to be the main event at Survivor Series, Definitely. and that is Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. And we've talked about this match for some time. We were talking about this match before they even announced it, that it was a possibility that we could see that as early as Survivor Series. And, of course, that's exactly what's going to happen. And uh, it it all emanates live from Toronto, Canada, this upcoming Sunday night. Main event, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg. So let's get right down to it. Um, Is Goldberg going to to win this thing? Is Lesnar going to win it? And lastly, is it going to be a clean finish or not? Nah, I don't think it's going to be a clean finish. As far as no interference. I'm I'm still and I'm a I'm gonna buy into I'm gonna drink the Lance Jenkins Kool Aid for a little while. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Undertaker gets involved, uh, and, and maybe it's coming back to get revenge on Lesnar, and it backfires somehow. It costs Goldberg the match, and it sets up the whole Goldberg Undertaker thing. That you know it would be perfect. You know, and and, and, and we're sitting there saying that. We've been pretty good. Our track record's pretty good on, on some of this stuff. And, you know, I don't see why we should stop now. But I, I'm going to kind of buy into your theory. I think Undertaker gets involved not to cause Goldberg to match, but to cause Lesnar to match. And, you know, it, it, costs, it ends up costing Goldberg to match. Not a clean finish, but I think Lesnar wins. Well, we will certainly see. Uh, and, and I will tell you that, I think, and you, you've got Lesnar winning. I think Goldberg wins this thing. And I got to tell you, um, I think he's going to win clean. Now, if that happens, boy, I can't wait till Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell if you that happens, I can't up. wait. I got Goldberg winning clean. And here's my theory. People are tired of Brock Lesnar destroying the roster. And I, I think I've alluded to this before on our show. Folks are tired of it. I've got my hand up right now. I'm one of those. (laughs) Yeah, and if WWE does not see that that storyline is getting a tad old, I mean, to be sure, they're not going to put a guy like Goldberg back in the ring to get decimated, suplexed 18 times. I mean, let's let's really hope that's not the plan, Vince, because if that's the plan, good luck after Survivor Series. But let's say he puts over Brock Lesnar, and it's a great match. Anything to lose from that? No. Please, if anything, Vince, don't make this a blowout win for Brock Lesnar. It'll be the most predictable, worst situation ever. Now, if Goldberg wins the match, totally different situation. 
We wow. suddenly see a Brock Lesnar broken down, uh, perhaps a beast incarnate uh, renewed, uh, maybe like we've never seen him before after Survivor Series, and an opportunity for the two of them to kind of go their separate ways and do different programs. That's personally what I think is the best solution here. Let's let Goldberg win clean. Do you think there's a, even a chance of it, Stevie? Well, there's always a chance, no doubt about it. Uh, you, you just so much. Lesnar has so much ego, um, and and has so much of what they call, I guess, stroke backstage. Uh, it, it, if he do, does, if Goldberg does win clean, then I'll know that. You know, maybe Lesnar's not as bad as I think he is, uh, because he has, I, I'm sure, and I've not seen details of his contract, but I'm sure he has a little creative control about what happens, you know, because he's pretty much making his own schedule with this contract he's in now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would be surprised if Goldberg won clean. Um, mm-hmm. Can it happen? Yeah, I'm sure it can happen. I would just be really surprised. Well, we will certainly see this Sunday night, uh, Survivor Series live on the WWE Network. And, of course, uh, Brock Lesnar and Goldberg likely to highlight the night as the main event. Uh, it'll be interesting to see because the last time two, these two guys fought, well, let's uh, just say they have a lot of work to do. Well, there's a lot. You know, there's, there's some talk coming out today or yesterday uh, that during that altercation, which ended up not being an altercation, Goldberg never laid a hand on Lesnar, but during that altercation that Goldberg said he tweaked his shoulder, uh, that his whole body felt like it was a wreck. So hopefully that has nothing to do with the outcome of this match on Sunday night. Hopefully he's able to get, make it a go. But uh, I, I've gone back and actually watched watched it over again after I heard that just to see you know, I don't know if that's a if that's a part of the program or what, but uh, I didn't see anything that maybe one thing that could call it, that it make his shoulder tweak his shoulder. But uh, you know, uh, hopefully that won't have anything to do with outcome. Hopefully he'll be able to give it a go. Well, well we will certainly see. We will certainly see uh, what happens. Brock Lesnar Goldberg. Wow, going to be a big time. That's for sure. <laughs> All right, folks, Survivor Series coming up this Sunday night. Check it out, and you'll hear from us live the following night, uh, Monday Night Raw. I think it's coming from Toronto, or I know it's in Canada as well. Yeah, yeah, it's in Toronto. It is, okay, gotcha. And, of course, NXT event Saturday night in Toronto. Big weekend for WWE. We're going to see what happens. Uh, And, of course, um, uh, we'll review every bit of it on Monday night live right here on Brawl. We return to our Original night, Monday, 7 o'clock p.m. right here uh, on blogtalkradio.com. And, of course, as always, a uh, reminder, you can always listen to the podcast uh, on uh, demand anytime uh, on your podcast app or your TuneIn radio app on both iPhone and Android devices. So um, one final thing about uh, we've got Survivor Series coming up. We've, we've talked about that, made some predictions there. Um, so you think Benjamin Banks is going to be the man who challenges Asafi in January? I think, I mean, it would be the logical choice, you know, being as he, he faced him in, in the uh, semifinals, it was uh, a bad split between the two, uh, and, and a lot of people would want to see that match again. You talked about how 
how good of a match. It was one of the matches that stood out for you that night. I think, you know, to see it where to see it again would be and, and see Benjamin get another shot at the title, that would be the logical choice right now, especially with Preston not being able to be at the event. I think that would be the, the guy you'd want to see wrestle Asafi. Well, Asafi, of course, uh, again, uh, we were very glad to have him on, on the air tonight with us. Uh, always, uh, always a blast having him on the air. I will t- uh, 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 talking to him rather. And the first time we've had him on the show, I will tell you that uh, Asafi, the nephew of the Barbarian, has very, very promising future ahead of him, folks. And if you want to yeah. see him live, you can yeah. always see him at the Rage events because he is a Rage champion. You can also see him at WrestleCade 2016, the last WrestleCade. It's Saturday, November the 26th, 2016, live from the Benton Convention Center in Winston-Salem. Let me get your tickets at WrestleCade.com. Stevie, last word for tonight before we close the show. Well, just looking forward to this weekend, you know, and and, and really uh, a lot of big news coming out of last weekend in the Rage, Rage world. Uh, you know, we've got we've got our champions now, and, and now it's, it's just going to be interesting to see how everything sets up now with, with you know, you got a tag team, the tag team champions, and you've got your, your world heavyweight champion. Uh, now everything just sets into place, and, and you know, we're going to go into a, the big battle royal in January. Uh, really looking forward to seeing that. Who would ever thought you'd see a battle royal at Northeast? Uh, an actual legal one, I guess. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's definitely been some, just not not exactly legal. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, you know, growing up, growing up, you know, I've been a part of Northeast Academy all my life, and, and to see something like this going on there, that's that's really big for me, and and I it's it's been it's been great so far, and I, and I look forward to a lot more over there. And, and a lot more working with Rage, uh, but you know it, it's an exciting time for Rage wrestling, and uh, can't wait till the next event. One last prediction tonight: the Carolina Panthers taking on the New Orleans Saints. Do the Panthers turn things mm-hmm. around here, or do they keep it going down? Lance, you know both our teams are having a hard time right now, but I really think. After last week, as ugly as last week was for for the Panthers, I I just think they they've kind of lost their wheel now. Uh, you know, blowing a seventeen to nothing lead, losing twenty to seventeen. You you got to wonder what what's going through their mind right now. That's that's what uh, I I just think they they've lost their nerve and they lost their wheel. They've lost a lot, uh, including six oh. games so far this season, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, they haven't lost that many games in in, in two years, and uh, it's certainly going to be interesting to see what they do tonight. They are at home, uh, but you know, the thing was that they were at home against Kansas City, and when they blew that lead, and, and you know, I honestly thought after after the win the week before, I was like, you know, they're gonna. This is going to be where they start their their role. They can get on a hot streak, and 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 after the first part of that game, going up seventeen to nothing on a really good Kansas City team, I was like, you know, they're they're catching fire. Defense is going to play good. Offense will play good, and then they just fell apart. I mean, yeah. um, there's something missing there, and I don't know if it's leadership or what, but uh, they definitely need to to take a good look at themselves. Maybe they did after that loss Sunday, and maybe they'll get it back on track tonight last question about football is it 
My question is this. I'm hoping that the college football playoff committee turns this thing around and starts to get it right. Can the Cleveland Mm. Browns slip into the college football playoff this year? No. (laughs) They're definitely on the outside looking in. You know, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I definitely right now, and I'm a I'm a huge ECU fan. I think ECU could still be Cleveland right now. I mean, well, uh, as bad as ECU's been playing, something. My apologies, to all Cleveland. No, I'm not apologizing to any Cleveland Browns fan, but uh, you know, I've dealt with Cleveland Browns since I was a little kid and worked with the Steelers, so it's, I'm not feeling sorry for you a bit. But it seems like. If you go to Cleveland, you're gonna you go brain dead or something. Uh, I don't know what happens when you cross that line, but uh, I, really I think don't you know. go brain they, dead they before find, you go to Cleveland. They find new ways to lose. I mean, you know, <laughs> and you know what? And I'm probably jinxing myself because guess who Pittsburgh plays on Sunday, and that's Got the it. Cleveland Browns. So they'll probably get their first yeah. win against Pittsburgh. And, and all like everybody, all you Pittsburgh fans can say it's Stevie Fly's fault. They lost that game. All um, I can say is, if you get back on this show Monday night and the Cleveland Browns have beaten the Steelers in their first win of the season, uh, my recommendation is you probably just stay off the air that night. <laughs> yeah, you, you probably won't have to worry about that. But, I mean, if if yeah. if they lose lose that, they'll probably have me uh, committed or something like that. So I probably won't be able to get to a phone. But uh, well, Stevie, that's, that's definitely, well, you know, Cleveland is definitely not the place you want to go if you're, unless you're you're on the way out or you're on the way in. <laughs> well, about to wrap the show up, Stevie, tell us who we can expect Monday night live right here. We told everybody we'd make the announcement uh, this show, okay. and uh, you've worked hard on it. Let's hear it from you. Well, you know, we, we, we've really got somebody special for this next Monday night. We've got one half of the current WWE tag team, the Headbangers. We've got Thrasher from the Headbangers supposed to be on here Monday night. Uh, really worked hard on this. And hopefully, if everything works out, he, he's confirmed it, but ho- you know how things can go sometimes. We hope to have him on here live Monday night. Folks, you're hearing it right here. Listen, seven episodes in, by the time it happens, and we've got a current WWE superstar coming on the air. Yep. We've got the big names coming to you here every week, live on Brawl for All, including Asafi, who joined us tonight. Asafi, very promising feature ahead of him, and he's the Rage champ. Stevie, always a pleasure to do the show with you. Same here, buddy. All right, folks, and that is it live. Brawl for All right here live every week. Thanks for joining us. If you did live for our special Thursday night edition, we'll be back on normal schedule this Monday night, 7 o'clock p.m., right here on blogtalkradio.com slash brawl for all. And remember, you can always listen to the show on demand on your podcast app or your TuneIn radio app on both iPhones and Android devices. And one final thing, very disappointing. We were expecting Donald Trump not to win the presidency, and, of course, he had agreed, if he didn't, that he would come on to the show. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. he's got other important matters going on right now. President Trump. Wow, whoever saw that happening, folks. The we have all the surprises. The first president to ever take a stone cold stunner. That's right. And to ever clothesline somebody at WrestleMania. And also the first ever president of the United States, who is a WWE Hall of Famer. Wow. 
The world is certainly changing, folks. And wrestling, wrestling is stronger than ever. Folks, join us every week live right here on Brawl for All, blogtalkradio.com. We'll see you Monday night, 7 o'clock p.m., Headbanger Thrasher, right here live on Brawl for All. Ladies and gentlemen, 